Welcome to New York's number two sports show. Let's discuss the New York Yankees. Not really excited to do so, but there's definitely been a lot of news that's come out the last few days. The Brian Cashman press conference that finally happened just wrapped up. And wow, is this man completely stubborn and, and quite frankly, a bit unhinged at the moment. So Hal Steinbrenner spoke earlier today. There was not a whole lot that I really took out of that. It, you know, again, like it just doesn't seem like really many changes are going to be made. That's just what it is. And again, like this is not a surprise to me that not a whole lot is, you know, Hal's upset, disappointed, you know, as he should be. But like Hal, I mean, you're the reason why Brian Cashman and company are still in place and still, you know, have the jobs that they do. So, you know, he has, con you know, he has full control in what happens here, but in some ways it feels like Brian Cashman runs the organization. But don't want to talk too much about Hal, but also, again, he is a big part of the problem. And I think Yankee fans, there is a lot of disdain towards Hal Steinbrenner. I mean, look, there's a lot of hated owners in this town, and I think Hal is right up there. I really, really do, um, which... You know, if we had brought this up five years ago, like that really wouldn't have been the case. But now I think he's right up there, which is scary considering that there are a lot of bad owners around here. But I want to discuss a few things. We're going to talk Cashman first. We're going to discuss Carlos Mendoza uh, becoming the Mets manager. So the Yankees uh, bench coach Mendoza goes to the Mets, um, which was a little bit surprising, although Mendoza is someone that there's been interest in him as a manager in previous years. Uh, James Rosen um, is probably going to be the new hitting coach for the Yankees. He had been in the Yankee organization previously, so we'll touch on that. And then Anthony Volpe wins the gold glove. But Cashman is what I really want to discuss. And I kind of thought that this press conference would be as it had been, where, you know, it's an... Uh, on the podium, and that sort of style. Not that it matters, but this was more of a scrum of reporters. I believe he's in Arizona for the GM meetings, I think is what, what it was. The Hal Steinbrenner one, I think, was a Zoom call. But this one, I mean, Cashman, talk about doubling down. And the only hope that I have is that, like, he knows that he is somehow going to be bringing in, like, a Soto, a Yamamoto, like, that, that that's... Because how he can come off so arrogant is insane. And we know that this is what Brian Cashman is like, but wow, like he was cursing a bunch, just totally defensive. This guy's a joke. I'm sorry. Brian Cashman is, is a stubborn joke. He is. And, and as long as he's the general manager of this team, they're not going to get to the promised land. They are not. Like, could they stumble their way there with all the resources they have and look like, I guess that they could, like, if things totally break their way, right? We're not talking about a team that's like, you know, one of the worst teams in baseball. They are not. But still, like, unless something drastically changes, I'm sorry, this is not going to be a World Series team. It's not. This division's only getting better. The American League as a whole is a really good league. Just look at the AL West. Look at what they've done. So, you know... I, it, it was crazy. And so some of the things that Cashman talked about, pushed back on the notion that, you know, the Yankees are an anal analytically driven team. Um, sure. 
are, I mean, the fans have a major problem when it comes to Yankee analytics. And look, I believe in analytics. I do. But are you looking at the right numbers? And what is being, what are you taking from that? And so he was very angry about the fact that, like, you know, that the Yankees are such an analytically driven team. And, and maybe there's some truth there that it is overblown. That's all we talk about. But still, again, for him to have this just arrogance is insane. Um, what else? He says, I think we're pretty fuck, we're pretty fucking good person. I'm proud of our people. How can you say that after this past season? Like, how can, like, it's one thing to think it, which is scary on its own, but to say it, man, uh, you are public enemy number one. And, you know, he's usually a lot more thought out and like this. And, you know, so a lot of this, I think was intentional, but he was emotional. Like, this just wasn't the tack to take. You gotta just accept the fact that, hey, it hasn't. And, and look, he throws those comments in there that it's not good enough. It's all about wins and losses. But again, like, you know, definitely, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely, you know, there's there's video, audio of this uh, media scrum, and it's pretty scary. Then he kind of gets into it with Joel Sherman. Joel Sherman, I, I have a lot of respect for, who really, you know, doesn't back down. And Cashman says that, you know, he believes that he was victimized with trades that didn't work out, where they were trying to go for it, and, and they're, they're going back and forth in the Frankie Montas trade. Look, that was a bad trade. And to say that, you know, the medicals were totally clear, I'm pretty sure that Montas was dealing with a shoulder injury before that trade happened. Now, things got worse than ever anticipated, but that was a bad trade. Now, look, you, it, it probably turning out that you didn't get rid of anything too consequential with Oakland. I like J.P. Sears, for example. I mean, look, there was stuff there. And when it comes to Oakland, like, obviously, that is one of the few organizations that's currently worse than the Yankees. So they may not perform there necessarily. But just the idea, look, it just didn't work out. And don't be surprised if Frankie Montas is back as a free agent. Again, doubling down, like, I would not bring Montas back. I don't care how much it costs. Let it go. Let it go. But don't be surprised when I'm back on here talking about the Yankees re-signing Frankie Montas. Um... Cashman said he gets a kick out of people calling the Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray trades bad. They were bad. They were bad. And his defense is, well, since Joey Gallo left, good teams have picked him up. Let's unpack that for a second. So he does get traded to the Dodgers for Clayton Beater, who maybe will be something for the Yankees, but, like, it wasn't a huge price to pay for the Dodgers, first off. And after... He might, Gallo was good for like a hot second with Dodgers and then sucked. He was awful there. And then the Twins picked him up. Whoop-de-doo. He wasn't even on the playoff roster because he was hurt. And I think he might have even been healthy. Like, Joey Gallo has not really done shit. There, have been, there were some moments with the Twins, but like, don't use that as an excuse. We're going to use the Minnesota Twins as the gold standard? Come on. Like, yes, they are a good team in a really bad division. Like, that, that's crazy to me that he would say, like, look, like, he's been picked up. That was a blockbuster-type deal where you traded away very decent players in the Gallo deal. Ezekiel Duran looks good. Uh, Josh Smith, like, he was on the postseason roster more as a pinch runner. But, like, that was a trade that you look back on, it, it was awful. That Joey Gallo trade was really, really bad. And then Sonny Gray gets brought up. Sonny Gray did not work out here. I don't care that, like, Sonny Gray, we know he's a good pitcher, but he was an, a total failure in New York. Just 
admitted, you know what I'm saying, to go back on that. Yeah, we know Sonny Gray had performed with Cincinnati, performed with Minnesota. He wasn't built for New York. And that those things need to be taken into account. Um, what else? He was going at it, again, I believe, with Sherman as far as, um, you know, involving Oswald Peraza. And I think Sherman's point was like, you know, Peraza didn't really perform up to expectation um, to this point and how some of the prospects have not done so well. Uh, and Cashman's rebuttal that was Peraza doesn't have a spot to play right now. Okay, no one's arguing that. But if Peraza were, and again, I, I still want Peraza to work out. Don't get don't get me wrong, but like you know, he he didn't he had op some opportunities and didn't really completely come through, um, and, and so you know Cashman just saying there's a surplus and how you know Peraza even if he he was almost saying even if he did do well he wouldn't have a place to play. Well, that, that's a problem anyway. So he says that they need outfielders, preferably left-handed, which we know, and they need, and that is an absolute necessity. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is some infield trades, possibly involving Peraza. Like, I would not be shocked if Oswald Peraza gets traded. I'm not sure if that's the right move, but it might happen. Like, just the way that it all feels. Um, so, yeah, you know, he was talking up DJ LeMayhew, you know, talking about Stan in a way where he'll be back, and that should be the expectation, even though, you know, I think if, if you can get that contract off your hands, you do it, but no one's going to take it, and there's no trade clause, so... Um, Shohei Otani got brought up. I'm not going to get into that. I don't think that he's, I, I don't believe that Otani will be a Yankee, so I'm not going to discuss that. Um, you know, making injuries an excuse. Um, yeah, just, just, but crazy the way that it was. I mean, you know, I thought that he'd be a lot more measured and, uh, not apologetic, but more like, hey, like, we got to do better, but yet, like, within there, there's just so much defensiveness and making excuses. It's sickening. It is fucking sickening. Like, this is probably, out of all the teams I root for, definitely, in terms of, we'll go coach, but we'll, we'll leave owners out of it, but in terms of head coach slash manager or GMs, like, Cashman's definitely the most hated, for sure. You know, Shane and Dable, it, it has not been good this year, but I'm completely fine with running it back with them, Absolutely. Uh, and not thinking twice. Drury and LaViolette, uh, you know, certainly, I'm, I'm, you know, LaViolette, you got to feel good about right now. Um, you know, Drury, uh, you know, th th there's discussion there, but, you know, but this is, but Brian Cashman far and away. More than Boone. I mean, look, Boone, I'm not the biggest fan of Aaron Boone, but this is so much more a Cashman issue. It's it's just, to fire Boone, it is kind of a joke, because it's like, really? He's just following what fucking Cashman says. Like, that's just what it is. So that's that. That I wanted to just get that off my chest because, again, Cashman, total joke. Total joke. And it's too bad that, he, I mean, it just sucks that he's going to be here for, for the foreseeable future. Let's just be honest. Things would have to go very, very bad. And is that possible? Maybe. But again, with like the, with the salary, it just the way it is, it's it's hard for the Yankees to ever totally bottom out. But hey, if he continues on this path, you never know. So Carlos Mendoza becomes the Met uh, manager, which you know I, I he was definitely a backup plan for them. Mendoza, you know, look, the Yankees have had coaches that have been highly regarded. I mean, look, Phil Nevin became the Angel manager. 
um, on an interim basis this past season. I believe he was since let go. Pretty sure. But not even him. Um, Joe Espada, who is, you know, an Astro. I guess he's currently an Astro bench coach. Like, that is someone that was with the Yankees that might become a manager. Um, you know? So, I guess credit is deserved there that there are bright minds on the Yankee coaching staff that are seen. You know, again, I don't. I don't love them. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Mets, but, you know, don't love that hiring from their perspective. But, hey, you know, in this day and age, it's not all about, uh, you know, the managers. They just don't have as much of a say. But then again, you look at Bruce Bochy, who won the World Series with Texas. Like, I believe that he probably does have a pretty big, like, if you can get your hands on a manager like that, I, I think you still want to. And I think we've, we've gone far away from that where GMs, they really kind of run the show. So Mendoza gone. So that leaves an open spot for the bench coach. There's some interesting names out there that they, I mean, we'll see who that person is. Um, David Ross, for example, like he was just fired by the Cubs as Craig Council becomes the Cub manager. Like, would David Ross be interested in, you know, he's friendly with Aaron Boone. Like, I don't know though. I'm not sure if that's something he'd be interested in. So, you know, there's other interesting, like, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be more of a lesser name person. That's just my, like, you know, Buck Showalter, I doubt it. I, I, I just, for many reasons, I doubt that he'd be the bench coach. I, I would be all for it. I really would be, but I don't think he would be. And I'm not even sure if, like, that would be offered to him. So uh, that, there's an open spot there. Mendoza became the bench coach in 2020 after having been on the staff um, as an infield coach for the first couple years under Boone. And then once Josh Bard was let go, Mendoza became the bench coach uh, for the past four seasons. Um, so wish him well. Uh, he was with the Yankee organization for a long, long time. I think about 15 years. So he paid his dues and, and now he's off to the Mets. So there's that. Then James Rosen will become the new hitting coach in all likelihood. Nothing's official there yet. And he also has Yankee ties as well. He was a actually in the Yankee system as a player in the mid-90s. Uh, and he served as the Yankees minor league hitting coordinator for six seasons, I believe in like the mid-2000s to late-2000s. Then he joined the Cubs as their minor league hitting coordinator for 2012 and actually took over as their hitting coach um, midway into the 2012 season. And then after 2013, rejoined the Yankees organization as their minor league hitting quarter, where I believe he linked up with Aaron Judd. I believe there's a, a pre-existing relationship there, which, if that is true, that's encouraging. Um, again, I want Judge to have a lot of say in this. Does he know everything? Of course not. Um, but if, if that's one of his guys, then I'm then you have to be okay with that. Do I love that like there are Yankee ties? To be quite honestly, not really. And I should mention, because I haven't mentioned this on the channel yet, Sean Casey will not return as hitting coach. And I'm not sure. It doesn't sound like he was like, oh, he said it was family reasons. So I'm not 100% sure. It sounds like it was more of a Casey decision. Could it have been a mutual parting of ways? Possibly. But Rosen, um, so he was, you know, with the Yankees organization again from about 2014 through 16. And then he was hired as the Twins hitting coach from 17 to 19. And that's kind of impressive because in 19, if you remember the Twins, had a really good offense. Now, the Yankees beat them in the playoffs, as usually has happened, uh, has, always happens. But he then leaves the Twins to go to the Marlins to become their bench coach in 2020. He serves in that role through 2022. Uh, and then he becomes the assistant hitting coach. I guess he must have, I'm not sure if he was 
let go by the Marlins. But then he, last season, he was the assistant hitting coach with the Tigers. So he's bounced around a bunch, has been with the Yankees. Um, you know, again, a lot of, you know, deeply rooted into this organization. It sounds like he will become the, the hitting coach. Um, not going to make a huge deal about this, but, you know, definitely wanted to pass it along. And seems like that'll become official. And then lastly, uh, congratulations to Anthony Volpe. He becomes the first Yankee rookie to win the gold glove. And, hey, Aaron Boone was very confident, like, that he would win it. Uh, he, you know, I think he was uh, quoted, you know, as saying that, you know, Volpe, you know, he basically almost guaranteed that he would win the gold glove. Um, and the finalists, I believe, were Corey Seager and Carlos Correa. So, you know, pretty impressive company that Volpe won. You know, I, I would think that a stronger crop of shortstops and Volpe wouldn't have won he was really good. I, I never thought it was gold glove level, but hey, the point there is that 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 is a really good sign, you know, for a rookie shortstop, one who you know wasn't seen as a defensive wizard, and I wouldn't even have called. I mean, he but he made a lot of you know the short plays. Um, he did a good job there, you know. I, I thought that his offensive season was not very good, even though of course you you had the home runs, you had the stolen bases, but you know more defensively was really strong. And hey, to again to win a Gold Glove, which you know that award for me has kind of lost some of its luster over the years. Um, you know, for example, Anthony Rizzo was a finalist. That's odd. he didn't at first base. He didn't win, and he shouldn't have won. He played like maybe a little more than half the season. So. We know how good Rizzo is defensively. It's not about that, but like he barely, he didn't play it the last two months of the season. So again, I guess it just speaks to the lack of good American League first baseman, right? So I don't mean to talk down on Volpe or Rizzo in this situation, but again, like for Volpe as a rookie to do it is the key here. Becoming the first Yankee rookie to ever win the gold glove. It, it, you know, of course, you know, in the long history of the franchise, uh, that is impressive. So for Volpe, really hope he works on that, you know, on the offense and hopefully Rosen can help him, um, you know, just become a little bit more versatile and not so, you know, home run happy and, and all, all or nothing. So and as a team, I hope that's the focus, you know, where, you know, it's more of a, look, you saw what Texas did. Like, that's a good hitting team. Can they prepare? Of course they can. But that's a team that had one of the highest batting averages in baseball. I think maybe probably the highest in the American League, for sure. I know I know the Braves had a good one. The Texas was a great hitting team any way you looked at it. So probably going to be some more news to come in the coming weeks and months with the Yankees. Um, Brian Cashman, wow, what, what a joke. What a joke. Uh, he just decided, yeah, you know what? Everyone already hates me. You're going to hate me more now after you hear what happened. Like, I, I can't believe some of the quotes that came out of this. But, uh, yeah. Yankee offseason is underway. We will see what is to come in this offseason. A lot of talk about Yamamoto, the pitch from Japan. You know, there are some Juan Soto trade rumors. Not sure if that'll come to fruition, but Yankees certainly need to do something big, big after a absolutely disappointing and awful 2023 season. Let's see what's in store.